This podcast is sponsored by the Social Enterprise and Crowdfunding Conference. Learn more at secfc.co. Welcome to Your Mark on the World, bringing you another changemaker with champion of social good, Devin D. Thorpe. Hello, everyone. My name is Devin Thorpe, and I'm a Forbes contributor covering social entrepreneurship and impact investing. And we have an extraordinary guest today with us. We have the CEO of RBC Wealth Management US here, John Taft. John, thank you very much for joining us. It's exciting to have you again. My pleasure, Devin. Well, John, today was a big day at RBC. Why don't you tell us why it was such a big day at RBC? It's our annual Blue Water Day, Devin, and big is right. It's been fun to watch the uh, scale of activities uh, today grow over the course of our commitment to clean water and preserving water globally, which we, we all falls under an umbrella program we call our, our Blue Water Initiative. But today, around the world, more than 20,000 about a quarter of RBC's workforce was involved in 650 different what we call community makeovers in over 20 countries around the world. Um, and this is a way to do several things. First of all, to build employee engagement and awareness of what uh, RBC is doing in the clean water, water preservation space, and also to uh, get something done. I mean, these are projects that actually make a difference in local communities. Now, some of your team were actually out there today on the ground doing stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about what they may have been doing today? Well, sure. Just, just to uh, I'll give you a couple of snippets. Here in Minnesota, which is where I'm located, of course, we have the iconic Mississippi River. Um, we sent out about 100 employees and a bunch of school buses to clean uh, some prairie land. And there was some invasive species had gotten in there, and the prairie wasn't doing what a prairie is supposed to do which is, among other things, it filters water before it runs into a watershed. Uh, the Mississippi River, north of the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, is the, is the water resource from which, you know, half a million people, or uh, actually, you know, several million people, uh, draw their water every day. So having, you know, clean water running into the Mississippi River is important. So they did that. In Washington, D.C., cleanup of the Potomac River, um, in Boston earlier, actually in April, they uh, worked with the uh, uh, Charles River uh, Restoration Group to clean up the, the uh, Charles River. We had a group in Rochester, Minnesota, which is where the Mayo Clinic is headquartered, planted an herb garden, and then uh, they, they, are, they are going to be uh, irrigating that herb garden, garden using a, wa a water rain barrel. And then when the herbs grow and they harvest, uh, they're going to deliver them to homebound folks in the local community. And then also in Parsippany, New Jersey, there was a program around use of innovative use of rain barrels. So that just gives you some idea of the different activities that are going on. And the fun thing is there's a tremendous amount of energy and the learning that takes place, the awareness building, not just within our, uh, with our employees, but in the communities where these things taking, are taking place is really fantastic. Well, it's, water is clearly a huge issue, right? I mean, this is, there's probably no greater 
common issue in the world that we face than, than to maintain a clean water supply. But I wonder if at some level, uh, John, you've, you're, you're at a level in the organization where you influence decisions. You, you drive to choices at RBC around the commitment to water. I wonder if you could tell us why at a personal level water is so important to you. Well, I'd be happy to do that, and but let me let me reinforce the point you made in in introducing the question, which is that actually the World Economic Forum. I mean, not a not you know not a, a fly by night or a, a, you know tree hugging group. It this is this is hardcore uh, you know economists and economic development people identified the third most frequently cited issue that people are worried about is water crises in the future. I mean, talk about, talk about something that could derail economic growth everywhere around the world. That water, you know, uh, not having enough water to serve our population and to uh, uh, provide uh, water for business uses is a critical, critical issue. But as you know, um, I have been speaking about writing about the whole issue of stewardship core principle of stewardship. I think that's one of the underpinning principles in the financial services industry, but I also think it is a principle to which we have to adhere if we want to address any of the issues that are facing society, and in particular environmental issues. And, and stewardship has a lot of different roots, secular and religious. People mean different things by it, but you know, Fundamentally, what it means is responsibly managing what's been entrusted to your care. Now, what more important thing is there than the earth, God's dominion, entrusted to us, not just for today's generation, but for generations in perpetuity. And if you look at how we're doing on by that standard, we're not doing particularly well. Now, next to the air we breathe, the water we drink, you know, and bathe in, and uh, is the most critical resource for the survival of the human species. And we are complacent when it comes to understanding just how endangered our water resources today are in the not too distant future if we don't take action as stewards of that particular resource. So that's where my interest comes from. RBC has really been working on this issue at a global level. We talked a little bit about some of the local projects, the specific actions, some of which took place today. I wonder if you would help put this back in perspective. We've talked about this before, but remind us a little bit of the global scale of RBC's commitment to water. Well, as I mentioned at the start of our segment here, we made a commitment, a $50 million, 10-year, decade-long commitment to um, uh, making grants to organizations involved with preserving water quality, restoring water resources, and, and protecting water resources. Um, we call it the Blue Water Initiative. We're f over $40 million seven years into this commitment. And just this year, uh, just today actually, we announced a, wh a whole new round of grants. In the United States, uh, we, there are leadership grants and community action grants. Leadership grants, as you might, as you might imagine, are the largest, larger grants. We made 40 grants, announced 40 new grants today. Now this is something that goes on every year. 
and uh, three of them were leadership grants. So we made a grant to a watershed protection association in Princeton, New Jersey. That's all about you know a lot of a lot of what we're learning is that uh, runoff you know from storms in in the urban environment that we live in with with uh, landfills lying around with storm sewers that aren't uh, completely separated. Runoff creates a lot of issues and pollutes water resources. So this is this group is we gave sixty five thousand dollars to the Stony Brook Millstone Watershed Association to address water quality issues in Princeton, New Jersey. Then in Pennsylvania, uh, the Lancaster Farmland Trust is involved in cleanup efforts that affect the Chesapeake Bay. We, we have spent a lot of time on the Chesapeake Bay because when you look at the number of people who rely on, use uh, that, that particular watershed, uh, it's 15 million people are affected by the Chesapeake Bay uh, water, uh, water resource. And so we're focusing there. And then interesting project in the Bronx, Wildlife Conservation Society is going to be addressing contaminated stormwater, uh, and that actually affects people who go to the Bronx Zoo, creates all sorts of issues for the zoo. So that's not the only reason we're doing it to help the zoo, but one of the benefits is going to make uh, visiting the zoo a lot more pleasant. And then last year, uh, and I just actually sent out today a whole bunch of letters to corporate leaders here in the Twin Cities asking them to participate in funding a water fund that we created last year with a $100,000 grant to the Nature Conservancy of Minnesota. And that water fund is designed to protect uh, the quality of water resources, again, Upper Mississippi uh, River, that the Twin Cities draw on for, for their drinking water every day. So that gives you a flavor of the different kinds of things we've done. I think I mentioned on your show last year, one of my favorites is we funded an organization of uh, retired pilots, uh, volunteer pilots that take uh, researchers up in their planes for free, allow them to do whatever it is they need to do, photograph, map, water resources, so that they can then you know, channel that information back into whatever they're doing to protect water. And that's a group out of Wyoming. So it ranges you know, far, far afield, but they're all got the single focus Will this help uh, 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 produce clean water, protect water resources over time? Well, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are listening to us visit that will be interested in learning more. But one group in particular, I'm sure, are people who are managing or tackling water issues on the ground somewhere in the world that will be interested in the resources you offer. Can you give us some coaching as to how people might approach RBC for some of this fifty million dollars that isn't fully allocated yet. Well, in any community that we're we're in, just just uh, we, what we like to say is you don't have to know who to call. You just have to call who you know. So anybody who's in a community that has an RBC presence, and there are two hundred different uh, communities, over two hundred in 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 the United States call the local office and tell them that you want to get in touch with the grants coordinator for the uh, for the blue water project and they can get they can get you in touch with our community affairs charitable giving foundation and that's the way to get into the grant making uh, process as well and one of the one of the the obviously should be should be clear from what I've told you I mean one of the hallmarks of this program is we don't do anything on our own what we do with our money and with our employees and with the resources we can bring to bear is we partner with people 
who have already been out there in the communities working on these issues for years and who have the local knowledge and expertise for how to get things done. So this is a partnership initiative and we're looking for partners. So put your hand in the air, let us know you're there and, and then we can talk about whether there's a way to work with you. Well, I, I, am, I am sure you're going to get some hands put in the air. John, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you, and uh, I commend you for the good work you're doing. Uh, we're all a little less thirsty because of you. Okay, well, thirsty and hopefully cleaner, and uh, um, thank you. This is a critical issue, and, and Devin, as you recognize, is one that people don't realize is as important as it is. You know, in the state of Minnesota, which is the one state where water is actually part of our name, Native American uh, name, uh, land of sky blue waters, people just assume water is an infinite resource that's not a scarce resource. Well, it's not true. It's not true here, and it's not true anywhere. But we need to pay attention. Oh, boy, that's a great, a great message to end on. John, thank you very much. Thank now you, let, sir. Let's do some good. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded via Google Hangouts on Air and is available at youtube.com forward slash Devinthorpe. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes by searching for Your Mark on the World. Every weekday, Devin hosts a CEO, celebrity, entrepreneur or other changemaker here on the Your Mark on the World show to inspire and prepare you to make your mark. Devin is a champion of social good, writing about, advocating for, and advising people who are doing good. He is a Forbes contributor who is a recognized thought leader in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. To book Devin as a speaker, visit devinthorpe.com. Learn more about Devin's work at yourmarkontheworld.com. The one-of-a-kind social enterprise and crowdfunding conference on September 26, 2014 at the spectacular Snowbird Resort near Salt Lake City will bring together leaders from across the country in social entrepreneurship, impact investing, and crowdfunding. Register before August 31 for just $60 at secfc.co. The roster of speakers will include Rodney Sampson, author of Kingonomics, Francis Batista, the leading animal rights advocate, and other luminaries. See the full list of speakers at secfc.co. Social entrepreneurs attending the conference will have the opportunity to pitch real investors at the conference. Nonprofit leaders will also be given an opportunity to make a pitch for microgrants and to conduct a one-day crowdfunding campaign during the event. Learn more at secfc.co.